it's your homie Big T. It's your boy Red. And Miss Amy. And you're listening to the only podcast that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion. And the only show that keeps your ears to the streets. While we grind in the 419. Yes, we are here for another edition of Mud Talk. It is a huge, huge, huge show today. We got some very special people in the building. Today, we are celebrating all things, not just Toledo, but media in Toledo. And we got some big people here in the building. We have Mr. Jamil Aussie here. Amazing producer, Grammy Award-winning producer. Let's 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 put that tag on there. We got to put that on there. How are you appreciate feeling, sir? I'm feeling good. Appreciate you guys having me. That's good. Thanks That's good. We appreciate you for coming. Thousand percent. Look, it's not every day we have a, a Grammy Award winner in the building. I haven't got my Grammy yet. <laughs> are you working on getting one? You never know. No, I, I, I mean, you no want to write my white girl rap? We'll see. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but you got to make a decision because last time you said you wanted to be a video. I want to do both. Maybe I can you get a Grammy for being a video? You might be. I don't know what <laughs> that city or state, but maybe. I, I guess we'll find out. Huh? I guess. All right. So not only do we have Mr. Jamil here in the building, but we also have Miss Tisha Lee from the Juice one hundred seven point three is in the building. She's a she's a legend in the city. I don't care what she says. We're gonna give you your flowers, okay? But she is yeah, definitely a legend in the building. Flowers. Yes. So we're gonna chat it up with her in yes. just a few minutes. But y'all know I gotta give you what we call big T with the T, right? Yeah. Right. I'm ready. You got some you got a sound effect for me? Big T with the T. <laughs> Thank you so much, Red. I appreciate you. We had an extra one here over here too. We had look at the Big Tisha. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Big T with the T is where I tell you about everything that's going on with our celebrities and all the mess and the drama that's going on. And we're going to start first with, um, in case you didn't know, uh, a Memphis women's basketball player was just charged with assault in BG. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the Memphis women's basketball player who socked an opponent in the face during a handshake line following the game Thursday night has been charged with assault, according to TMZ Sports. Um, according to BGSU officials, Tiger senior guard uh, Jameer Shoots was hit with the criminal charge on Friday morning, roughly 12 hours after she punched BGSU player Alyssa Brett during an incident following their game in the women's NIT. Uh, the two had gotten into a verbal argument after BGSU's 73-60 win, which led to Shoots sucker punching the woman in the face. Uh, Brett crumbled to the court in pain and was later seen in tears. According to police documents, cops noticed swelling in her right eye. The school said Friday, though, she is recovering and doing well. Wow. I actually heard um, a little inside info on this one. Oh, you got, you got some tea? A little, little tea. Okay. Um, I, I heard that, number one, the Memphis team uh, left her in BG. As they oh, probably should They have. did. They said you got charges, so they left her. And I heard that the other, the, um, they at least had her go to the hospital and get checked out to okay. make sure she was okay. I just didn't hear why it started. I mean, it sounded like they were talking. talking yeah, some shit. it seemed like it's it's a lot of going on. I think emotions were just really high, yeah. but that doesn't give you an excuse to punch somebody oh. in the face. Just bow out, Grace. Yeah, take care and go home. Nice. Why would you punch somebody? Like, would you was you mad at the, the fact that you lost, or like, yeah. what was the what was the, what reason? Was the reason? She probably yeah. had a lot. It probably was high emotions and probably. Yeah. So. I don't know. Well, she's in the BGSU jail right now, so there's that. We need to send her a mental health show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, moving on, we're talking about Takashi Six Nine. Oh my God. Uh, yes, yeah. I know who that is. Do you? Yeah. Last show you asked, I didn't know who Bad Bunny. You know who Bad Bunny is? Of course. Okay. You you are asking a Grammy Award when do he know who Bad Bunny is? I'm just making sure. <laughs> yes. Saying. Amy didn't know who Bad Bunny was. I did not. She called him Bugs Bunny. Actually. I did. It was an accident. At the Grammys, we were sitting next to two guys who produced on his album. Oh. And so when they won, we were like, all right, we better keep it cool in case we win. Yeah. Because now you're sitting next to people who you might have beat. 
So we're like, yeah, yeah. we should probably contain ourselves. Uh, oh, wow. So you were next to Bad Bunny's producing people? Two guys. Okay. Well, wow. um, I don't assume you Bad Bunny. I know who you are now. <laughs> You're dating one of the Jenners. I was, we thought he was going to win. Was actually. there a Jenner there with him? No. No, no. Well, he probably started dating her like. Oh, because remember, it was, like, it was on the low until like yeah. two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks ago, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, speaking of Takashi, uh, Takashi Six Nine should probably get the hell out of Dodge or at least get some more security. <laughs> um, sources close to uh, Takashi tells TMZ he's actually been going out in public for a while without any security for almost a whole year without problem. But of course, he had an incident. Uh, we're told he's not about to let one incident change the way he lives. He wants to continue to live his life as normal um, and is chalking up the gym beat down as another situation uh what's more is takashi has no plans on leaving south florida which is where it happened and despite the attackers saying snitches weren't welcome in the neighborhood he still showed up uh takashi was sent to the hospital after he was beat up inside the locker room at la fitness and he suffered injuries to his back face jaw and his ribs um the video has been floating around all on the internet and from there you see two men beeline to the locker room to execute their attack with a third person uh takashi's attorney told tmz he's going to talk with feds about some protection for his client but takashi 69 says he don't want no security so he is out here living his best life he just said, you know what, I am definitely don't care. I just I'm gonna live and see what happens. Does it give him some like street cred? Is that the situation? We're not gonna get Takashi. So I'm wondering. No, let, me, let me rephrase that. Does he think that gives him street cred? As far as like, like not getting security, security, I'm assuming oh. I'm gonna go out and get my ass beat and like I heard of stage though. I heard he oh, stage I see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because mm -hmm. he wanted the street cred. Yeah. 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 All right, and last piece of news is Lil Wayne and Jay-Z got some beef going on right now. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Two of my favorites. I know. Um, so Lil Wayne said, no offense to Jay, but I'm better. Um, Hip-hop heads have been debating for weeks about a new all-time greatest rapper list that has Jay-Z at number one. But now Lil Wayne has entered the chat and says he's really the GOAT. Mm -hmm. um, Weezy said as much this past week during appearance on Zane Lowe's Apple Music Podcast show where the topic of Billboard's 50 greatest rappers of all time, which they published uh, last month, came up. And Lil Wayne was clocked in at number seven. Mm. Um, the outlet uh, had Biggie, Eminem, Tupac, Nas, Kendrick Lamar, and Jay-Z ahead of him. But Wayne begs to differ on all of them, especially among those still living. He says straight up, I'm number one, and even there's people to ask guys rank higher than him how they feel about it. In his view, he thinks they would agree, and Wayne said he is better than Jay-Z. Okay, I need you to rewind that, that list that's ahead of him. Under Jay-Z, it was who? Um, Biggie, okay. Eminem, Tupac, Nas, Kendrick Lamar, and Jay-Z. I would agree with all but one. Yes. Which one? Kendrick. I know. I know. What? You're going to fight me. You're going to fight me. What? So do you think that do you think that you agree with Lil Wayne or do you agree with the list as it is? Do you think it should be him and Jay-Z? I, I, I agree with Lil Wayne because Lil, Lil Wayne been saying that he was the best rapper of all time. He's been saying that. Just because he says it doesn't mean it's true. 
Cause I mean, a lot of that is subjective, so yeah. we don't even know. So you you th- you would put him at number one. Oh, you would put him at number one over Jay Z. Yeah, you like you would swap. You would you'd have him swap. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, I will probably put Jay Z at number one. Okay. Uh, I would. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Anyone who can just come up with the song off the top and just execute to me yeah. deserves to definitely be in the top five. Yeah. So if we're saying number one is like personal favorite, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Jay-Z, but I, I don't know. He's definitely in my top five. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. He's in my top five. My thing, I did I did hear that Lil Wayne does come up a lot and doesn't remember often what he's rapping about. He freestyles. He freestyles yeah, he freestyles I do like all that. of his raps. Yeah. So from a music perspective, though, when you freestyle, it's more of the first thing that comes to mind. Comes first to mind. feeling, right? Yeah. Exactly. A lot of times, that's the best time to capture something. Yeah. Right. So right. producers, we do the same thing. It's we throw paint, and the first thing we come up with is like sometimes the best mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. there's no overthinking, no room for overthinking. Well, I don't know. So, I mean, my top three honestly would be Jay Z, Lil Wayne, and Tupac. That's right. That's I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Um, I definitely wouldn't agree with um, Eminem being higher no. than Lil Wayne. I don't even understand how that even happened. No shade, well, but I just I, I think I think Eminem has he is a he's lyrical a, genius. Yeah, he's an elite yeah. artist, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, he's up there. Yeah. Who Eminem? Yes. I just think he's, he's literally genius. up there. But see, I don't feel like people took Eminem seriously until he stopped all the goofy shit. Like all the goofy rap and everything. Like once he really Fast. became a lyricist yeah. and got focused, yeah. I was like, okay, now I can take you seriously. I but mean, it, was, it was gimmicky. Yes. It, it was, was gimmicky, gimmicky, but it yeah. made him a I mean, if it wasn't gimmicky, I don't think he would have I don't think he would have broken. But down. having a good gimmick doesn't mean you deserve to be on the top. But, so I agree with that. rapper list. Yeah. I know a lot of new yeah. rappers that have great gimmicks no, that doesn't no, make No, but I think, I think the gimmicky stuff business. is what yeah. busted him through. And I think his other stuff that happened after that yeah. is why he's up there. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just remember when he came out, I mean, it was something you've never heard before. I mean, I think he came, what was it, 97, 98? Yeah. I was, yeah. A, I was yeah. a senior, sophomore, um, junior in high school. Yeah. Look at and you tell me your age. I, I, I'm 41. <laughs> right. But, like, I remember when he came out, everybody yeah, was, was like, everybody was like, you're a freshman. See? So, like, you're a little. And I remember going, like, what is this? It's the same thing when Nelly came out because it was a whole nother sound. It was yeah. that, you know, and everyone was like, what is this? Oh, yeah. Nelly country grammar. Yeah, absolutely. Country country grammar. Grammar. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like with Eminem, it was just all the goofy stuff and the stuff with Christina Aguilera and all that. <laughs> like, I felt like his gimmick was kind of like, let me rap about the stuff that society really hated. You know what I'm saying? So he rapped about it. But I was just like, that doesn't offended make- because it was Christina. What? <laughs> I, love I love me a genie in a bottle, but he got better when he got sober. Yes. I'll say that. I Very think Eminem. Yeah. I love sober Eminem. He's, he's evolved though. Yeah, yes. I think yes. he's evolved. Yeah. They all have. He's, oh, yeah, definitely so one, he's definitely one of the greats. Superman is a great song. Is all Wait, that did, so like Snoop wasn't on that list, or he was not in the top. Yeah, I mean, top ten. Snoop is a business now. He's around. a businessman. Like he just boom, he just uh what he. Just do uh bought uh death row records. Yeah. Yes. So he's he finds a way to be relevant still yes. to this yeah. day. And yeah. make so and make genius. children rap. Children positivity mindfulness rap. Yeah. And baking cookies with Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Is that what he's doing? I, yes. I love yeah. it. I mean <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. if that didn't come up in big T with the T, it didn't happen. So That's I don't true. Know. Yeah. We don't know. I know those those are weed cookies too. Yes. What? <laughs> Thank you, Red. Thank you, Red. We appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, that was big tea with the tea. And if I got some tea here, I'm going to spill it first on Mud Talk. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we got to go ahead and pay some bills real quick. And when we come back, we're going to tap in with Mr. Jamil Austin and get all of the, the good news and all of the tea from him because hopefully he got some Grammy tea to give us. 
Grammy T. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to go ahead and pay some bills, y'all, and we'll be right back here on Mud Talk. Mud Talk is sponsored by Stormy the Social Assistant. Rambo Mamba Jamba Karaoke Party Bus Experience. Mini Faces Podcast Studio. Her Academy of Beauty. Makeup Medic Mobile Makeup Artist. Uniquely. Swilt Products. Fame Studios. SB Geek. And Rita Armor with Key Realty. Go ahead, scan the code, and get tapped in with Mud Talk. All right. Thank you to our sponsors that sponsor our show. We really appreciate everybody. And if you want to sponsor, get a hold of us. We have lots of different sponsorship packages. Look for a flyer in the upcoming weeks and how you can sponsor as well. So we have our guest here that um, Big T talked about. He is a musician, a producer, sound designer, and now a Grammy winner for two tracks on Beyonce's Grammy-winning album, Renaissance. Northwest Ohio's own, Jamie Lossie. Welcome. Hey, appreciate it. So before we start, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, you know, I was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, mm-hmm. actually, and my parents divorced, moved here in 93. And so about 97, 98, um, got my first keyboard, started making beats. You know, I was just making beats in the garage, making noise, pissing the neighbors off, you know, <laughs> working at Marco's Pizza. And, uh, you know, I was in high school at Southview mm-hmm. and booked my first session downtown. We'll go down there and just make beats and track them out. And this obviously this was at the beginning, somewhat the beginning of computer recording. So you were, you know, not like it is now. Um, you were programming on a keyboard, tracking out. I was working with rappers in, in the city, and I was learning from the engineer who owned the studio. And so, you know, at, you know, eventually he gave me the keys. He's like, hey, because I asked him like, mm-hmm. hey, what do you think about me coming here on Saturday and just making beats during the day? He's like, yeah, as long as you're done by five. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so I'd come in and just make beats on a chord Triton. Um, and, cool. you know, he'd come in and kick me out five o'clock. But I was in high school. So it was really cool because you go back to school. You're like, hey, I'm working in the studio. And at that time, they're like, you're what? <laughs> you yeah. know? So, yeah. So that's how I started. You know, and I was, you know, but I've lived here since 93. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like this whole Grammy thing was like a huge win for all of us because, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. But, you know. It's not every day that we, we get those opportunities. Yeah. And so I just want to maximize wh- how we move forward with that. And, you know, at least, you know, whether it be shadowing or advice or I'm trying to keep up. I mean, you wouldn't mm-hmm. believe like the messages and social media hits. And I, I mean, I can't even keep up. So I'm, I'm doing my best. We'll, we'll get there. But right. so yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Then. Yeah, definitely. You're a busy guy. <laughs> um, so before you got to the whole um the album with Beyonce. Tell us a little bit about what you did leading up to that. So, yeah, well, it's a lot of a lot of losses, I guess, mm-hmm. along the way. You mean like just with artists and what we yeah, work with her? Yeah, kind of So, so yeah. So I I met uh, my partner S one. I met him in 2013 at the ASCAP Expo in LA, and we were out there. We we took an artist from Springfield, Ohio, out there to, to try to shop. We did critique sessions, mm-hmm. and so when we did our critique session, S one was our judge. Okay, and he's you know listening through to the to the songs, and he's like, "Who made the beat?" And I was like, "I did." He goes, "Man, that's that, that's really dope." And I was in a, a beat battle later that night, <laughs> and so but he he ended up being a judge in that, 
and I got destroyed. It was awful. Mm. It was terrible. But it was because it was a beat battle. I thought it was a producer showcase, right. you know, like right. showcasing production. But it was all about bangers, and I had no bangers. So on stage, he goes, you know, I expected more out of you tonight from what I heard from you earlier. And it was a humbling moment. I'm like, okay, I, I, you know, made sense. And afterwards, he gave me his business card. He's like, you know, why don't you reach out to me? And, you know, ever since then, we just built our relationship. And he eventually signed me in, in 2014. And we got our first placement uh, on Interscope with Jasmine V at the time. And we just built from there. So that's kind of how I started and got to Beyonce. But obviously along the way, it was a lot of losses because, you know, there's so many almost in the music business because you have no idea what's going to go. Right. They say, oh, we want this and hold this. And obviously 99 percent of the time it doesn't go. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I would say I've spent most of my time in the 99 percentile. Mm -hmm. you know, what's, I don't know what a beat battle is because I don't. Um, yeah, so so picture, you know, you go up on stage, let's say there's 15 of us, and everybody prepares like little 30-second clips of, you know, beats that you make. And, you know, you're in a club, so picture it's got to be bangers. So in my case, in, in, in that moment, it was like pr production. I'm showcasing arrangement and like how a verse goes into a hook, and everybody else is just playing bangers. So, so picture, you know, just mm -hmm. a big, you know, beat cypher so it's like a, it's like a rap battle but it's like a, a beat so you go back cypher. and forth mm -hmm. you go back and mm. forth mm. interesting so yeah. do you do people store up their beats for that um yeah i mean in my case i made them for it but yeah i mean a lot of guys do beat battle circuits so they're a lot of their beats are geared towards a beat battle which doesn't mm -hmm. translate to songs sometimes because yeah. it's more about the energy and mm -hmm. you know so but i would say that a beat battle beat applies to movies more than it applies to songs right. depending on what, okay. what artist you are. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. So talk about how you got into working with Beyonce. So the crazy, the crazy story is in COVID, all of us, what did we do? We were like, oh my God, what did we do? Right? Yeah. right. So, so S1 and I, we sat down, we're like, you know, we, we've always been trying to be different and, you know, we wanted to make software and we want to do sound packs and stuff and be left field. Right. And we're like, this is a perfect time to just do what we want to do and who cares what anybody thinks. So we started, you know, formulating a plan. We started developing some software and then we went, started to make a Yeezus pack, which was based on the Kanye Yeezus album. And he worked on that album. And so we're like a perfect template for us to do what we do because Yeezus was a very uniquely creative throw paint album that I think grows on you if you listen to it. Um, so we made a bunch of ideas and we released the Yeezus sound pack. And a year later, which would, would have been last April, her engineer got a hold of it and played it for her. And she was like, what is this? I need this sound. And come hit them up, see if they want to work on my album. Nice. And so that's how we what? that's how we got that opportunity. Because mm -hmm. two days later we got, you know, Pro Tool sessions and you know, three days later we sent it back and I mean the rest kinda was history. It was mm -hmm. really unbelievable as a producer for any musicians or producers who know you know a lot of people make sound packs but to, to get a beyonce off of a sound pack mm -hmm. is just crazy right. that's, when that's crazy. you hear the sound pack it was very different and unique purposefully and then that inspired her to want that sound and texture and so they reached out so it's just really unbelievable so, so they just like call you at yeah home? pretty much was it and her people call you mm -hmm. and Pretty just much. say, come work out. Yeah, yeah. yeah her engineer, so, her, so her engineer actually knew S1. Mm -hmm. And S1 had worked up with Beyonce back in 2013 or 14. He did Best Thing I Never Had. You guys have heard that. Mm -hmm. 
And so he had a previous relationship with her to begin with. So it's really crazy when you think about it. he's already worked with her and then somehow she found this. I'm like, oh wait, are you kidding me? So that's how we that's how we it's just so for me, it was a huge blessing because, you know, look where, where we're from. You know, this isn't yeah. like every day you just yeah. get an opportunity. But it all does go back to building relationships and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, me flying to L.A. and just happening to meet him and being in that position. But then it's also the work that's done in the meantime, mm-hmm. you know, that, that took, what, almost 10 years mm-hmm. of grinding and accepting failure and losses, yeah. you know, and small wins. And then, you know, waiting it out and being patient. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to ramble, but like no, I feel like the youth now, it's kind of like we ex- they expect things so quickly. Yes, absolutely. no one wants yeah. to be patient, and in my case, it was patience is a virtue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes, yes. Well, I don't think it's the youth. I think it's just people. Yeah. I that's, think we're just so true. used to being like, like yeah. and have it right here. And totally agree. Well, tell Beyonce, I'm tired of being patient because I need her to drop the video for track one because I saw a little teaser video yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, I'm that's, tired that's of being patient. Be like, yeah, I know, I know. I was like, I'm tired of being patient. Be she dropped a teaser for it, and I watched it. I was just like, oh, so yeah. you tricked me. I thought it was the video. So I'm tired of being patient. So so we're going to need you to hit her up after the show and say big T with a T. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. He wants that yes. done. I need that video. No. Man, that, that song had so many tempo changes if you listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was, it was almost a full day of just trying to figure that out. Because we got the demo when they sent it. So it was already a demo. And just trying to navigate through the sessions and everything. It was it was a pain the first day. And then after that, we're like, you know what? Let's not reinvent the wheel here. Let's just do what we do. That's why they hit us up. Let's not try to change anything. Let's just mm-hmm. make it sound like we did had something to do with it. So yes, yeah, super super So when you found out you were nominated for a Grammy, like how did you find out, mm-hmm. and what was your reaction? Um, so I was like sitting in the car with my wife, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, we. I'm not gonna lie. We thought we were gonna get it. You know, because every all my music friends and, and you know, everyone's like, oh, it's Beyonce. You're going to get nominated for at least one. Mm-hmm. You know, so going, coming into it, it was like we thought we were going to get it. But when it happened, it was just kind of like it was super emotional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, I mean, my wife screamed and I'm just I was like, I froze. I just couldn't believe yeah. that that happened. You yeah. know, cause you know that from that moment moving forward, mm-hmm. it's life changing, you know, in many different ways. But and then she left and then I called that one. I was just bombed. Yeah. It, was, it was just like. You know, I mean, this is, you don't set, like, I never set a goal to win a Grammy. I was a dream, you know, yeah. if that makes sense. So it wasn't yeah. like a goal, but every musician wants to win a Grammy. Just, I didn't set out and say, that that's, I'm going to achieve that. Yeah. When I was a kid, never thought about it. That's sweet. It's like, so like working with Beyonce is like huge. And then the Grammy is like, just, it's, just it's, like icing on top of the, on the oh, cake with that. Just, yeah. No, it just, it, 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 it almost like puts you in an in elite category that mm-hmm. is just so rare. And there's people that, and I know producers and um who've worked with big artists who make millions of dollars and still haven't won a Grammy. Yeah. And it's just and then to think, you know, from Sylvania Toledo to win a Grammy is just unbelievable yeah. to me. So what was the tell us about the Grammys? So when you won. Yeah, so the well first of all, like I don't know who put that together, but it was amazing <laughs> trying to find a red carpet. Like so that's one's wife and my wife, they're in heels, and we were all over the place. It was ridiculous, honestly, um, trying to find where the red carpet was. It was like a mile, two-mile uh, scavenger hunt yeah. to try to find the red carpet. But we went to, so I don't know if you guys watched the the, uh, the premiere ceremony in the yeah. morning. So we thought, so we went to that. Well, first of all, we got up in the morning, and we we're all everybody stressed out because we're trying to get ready. It was like... Just as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So we get to the premiere ceremony and we're looking at the schedule and we didn't see our category. 
because the dance album was supposed to be in the morning in the premiere. We didn't see it, so we were like, hmm, I wonder if they bumped it. So then we found out they moved it to the telecast. And we were right away like, I bet you they moved it because we're going to win this thing. Nice. <laughs> There's no way because she was up to break the record. Yeah. So we're like, that would have done it. Um, so so anyway, so we, we stayed for, for an hour and we left and we went to Yard House, got some lunch. And we finally, after an hour, we found the red carpet. And it was just, I mean, right when you walk in there, it was just almost, you know, if you watch Stranger Things or anything and you end up in a different world, it was almost like power in a, in a, on a yeah. different planet, right? And it was, it was surreal and then we were in there for 10 minutes there's tv I and mean, you wouldn't believe it. we had people texting us like oh we just saw you on tv we're like oh really yeah. and we look well i guess yeah you probably did see us on tv wow. and then when taylor swift came through and almost knocked my wife over that's when it really hit oh. home we were like wow. okay we're really here did she at least so, take a picture of her? <laughs> uh, no because the, the crazy the crazy thing is is they were just plowing her through with her entourage mm. and they took her straight you know, to where they take the main photos yeah. and she snapped her shots and then she was done. And, and then five minutes later, it comes Pharrell and it's the same story. What? So it was, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, you're just in there with these people like, and, and Heidi Klum was staring my wife down for like 30 seconds. <laughs> And I'm like, well, she's probably trying to figure out, man, you can go Because she looked incredible. And we're just thinking like, these people are looking at you like, well, who are they? You know, just wondering, like, you know, not like, hey, I want to be there. It's like, you know, you're there. So obviously, if you're there, you, you're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, it was it was heavy. It was, I was nervous. Um, you know, I had Channel 11 and Channel and 13 wanted me to take video and send content. And it was just like really overwhelmed. So yeah. um, I think if Taylor Swift bumped into me, I wouldn't even care. Like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what? Let me yeah. just hold this. Like, do you need help? Can I yeah. help? Yeah. But you know, it sounds like Taylor didn't have to find the scavenger hunt. Right. Sounds like yeah. somebody yeah. found it for her. They pulled her right out front and dropped her off. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it was unbelievable. I mean, so, it was everything you think it would be, it was that times 100. For I sure. bet. For sure. And I bet it was just one of those, was it like almost like a dream? I'm no, sure. it was a dream. It was yeah. a blur. I mean, we said that. We said this was a blur. The next day, we we looked back and we're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't even, like, begin to re recall what yeah. we just did, you know. And then a week later, it starts to come back to you. So it was. It's like people say their wedding night, you know. Like, you, there's a blur, and it's like the Grammy night. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't remember 90% oh. of my wedding yeah. night as, like, in yeah. the, the nuts and bolts of it. You yeah. Know? But, but you yeah, said, I do. You wore a nice outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, I remember. You know, but, yeah, it's exactly what it was because it's a moment. And yeah. I think sometimes in the moment, you're in the moment, and it's a blur. And, yeah. you know, you're not, like, in your right mind. So And so it's possible so, now that you've won a Grammy that there may be many more Grammy mo moments for you. I, I, I hope so. And I think that that's for all of us, like, in any industry or profession, right? That's got to mm -hmm. be the mentality. It can't, you know, it's like, that's why we knew, like, let's, let's enjoy this because you never know if this will ever happen again. Right. But the mentality has to be it will happen again yeah. somehow, some way. We keep progressing and we know where we started. Like my wife and I, we've been friends since sixth grade. So she's been around since the beginning. So when nothing was ever happening, we, you know, she was there. Yeah. So to share a Grammy moment 22 years later is just wow. crazy. Wow. I can't even imagine. That's awesome. It's crazy. So where you, where you got the Grammy at? Where, where is it at in your house? It hasn't even came yet, actually. That's why. You check in UPS every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then you get nomination because we were nominated for album of the year. So we'll get a plaque for that. Mm -hmm. And which I thought we should have won. And actually, I was mm -hmm. not that Harry Styles doesn't deserve to win. Harry Styles. Because yeah, that was a fire a album, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. But. 
I mean, what about Lizzo and Kendrick? And <sighs> like, they're just, that. you know, there was just albums that I feel like meant something to me more mm-hmm. that if I was a voter, I would have voted for over that because, yeah. and it also proves to me, and no disrespect to Harry Styles or the voters, but yeah. I think the voting criteria, maybe even Batiste won last year, mm-hmm. Batiste, yeah. which that was fire. That was a fire. Mm-hmm. So it deserved to win. But I just think that sometimes yeah. it goes back to the traditional voting methods when mm-hmm. you really need to open the hood and kind of dig into what mm-hmm. it really stood for. Mm-hmm. And Renaissance really stood for something that I thought Absolutely. deserved to win that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we felt good about it, but we didn't set our expectations too high, but we felt good about it. Yeah. Yeah. So in Lizzo's album, same thing. Kendrick, yeah. same thing. Ultra creative, like if I'm voting, that's what I'm voting for. That's my opinion. Though. Yeah, and how often do you, like, I, maybe this is just me, but like, I don't know. How, would you know how to vote for a Grammy when it's happening? Like, how to vote? I think is that something you would? Well, I was going to ask the question of how yeah. do they decide like which album goes into what category? Because yeah. it was a big thing going on with Nicki Minaj and Lotto. Yeah. Because they were trying to decide. Well, so Nicki's thing, she feels like her songs was a super freak should have been like in. They should be in the same category, and they move Lotto's song uh, "Big Energy" to the pop category. And she's like, "We have the same kind of vibe of the yeah. songs, so either we're going to be in the same category or we're not." And they were like, kind of beefing or whatnot. So I was just yeah. kind of curious about how do they decide like which album goes into yeah. what category? Yeah, the the artist actually submits it specifically. Mm-hmm. So like in Beyonce's case, she submitted for the dance category okay. specifically, okay. and the album year. Yeah. yeah. So that means that if Nikki wanted to be in the pop category, then she probably should have submitted it. Yeah. So one of her people there. jacked yeah. that one up. There. Yeah, like, they definitely you, did. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you go onto Twitter and have a Twitter rant. And so I agree with that. But this, and this is my biggest thing, though. Nikki Minaj is like almost 40. And Lotto is like. I'm sorry. Young. I'm sorry. Can we talk? Well, what I'm going to. But did, what, did you just call for <laughs> You know, I just said I'm 41 years old. But what I'm <laughs> saying is. I understand. A 40 year old should not be having a Twitter battle. What a twenty-year-old. She has to stay relevant. Right? Well, that's true too. That's all it is. She's got to stay relevant. She's got to keep. Well, let me stop. There. Well, let me stop talking about Nikki because she's a Sagittarius, and I'm a Sagittarius, so we do mm-hmm. we do shit like that. So we do. We Not do. You, but no, I do. I'm I'm confrontational. Like if I feel like some shit ain't right, oh, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. Yeah. 12, 22, 82. And then you tell yeah. you tell us cancers over here and then I cry about it later. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Crying ass cancers. Yeah. What? But I will care about you until the ends of the earth. You do. That's just how Thank that works. You. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So who, aside from Beyonce, and I don't even know if this is the answer to this question, um, who's been your favorite artist to work with over the years? It's oh, a good, it's a really good question. So, um, you know, I mean, with the industry, ex-ambassadors were great. Mm. Um, I mean, Sam, so the lead singer, uh, is just really amazing. And I, I just felt a certain vibe working with them. Mm-hmm. And actually, at the time, it was one of the first sessions I was in the room for. Mm-hmm. This is back in 2015, I think. And so it's just, I, I, and maybe it goes back to the memory. Mm-hmm. But Sam, and then I found out, if you guys have heard Unsteady, mm-hmm. the song was like one of their, their first smash. Mm-hmm. And he, he cut that on an SM58 handheld like a live mic that just blew me away when we were in the studio and he's just holding this what we in like an engineer side oh this is a hundred dollar mic you, you cut that on a hundred dollar yeah, mic yeah, bro yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and he's just like but you know what like who cares it just sounded good in my voice and yeah. i cut the ref and it worked and i and i ran it so i just really respected their creativity and their approach to music yeah and just enjoyed that so much and they were so free and open to trying things you know and a lot of artists you work with god bless them like it's they you know they have their vision 
and which is perfectly fine. And I think, but sometimes our job is to help bring that to life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you hit a brick wall because, you know, you might want them to try something, but you get married to the demo and you don't want to, you know, you get demoitis is what we call it. Like, and you get married to it. And, and since you've heard it a thousand times, it's hard to hear something when it changes. But yeah. if you step away and come back to it later, you realize that maybe that actually was better. So it's just, you know, it's difficult working with artists um, for that reason. But that's also because we're all creatives and we all have our paint we want to throw mm -hmm. and sometimes just finding common ground. But with those guys, it was super open and fresh. And mm -hmm. so I really enjoyed that. That's that time. Nice. Okay. So you, you talk a lot about being from a small town. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that are from our town that have a lot of interest in creativity and want to kind of come up and kind of do what you've done. What were some obstacles that you faced coming from a small town? How, how would you like help or give advice to somebody to help overcome those? Well, there's a lot to that. Um, but you know, I was worked. Um, I was, you know, had a, a revenue stream coming in and had nothing to do with music. And I think that that helped me afford to do certain things okay. from here, right? Um, a lot of musicians here, you know, you're, you're playing clubs and you're, you know, even session musician charging hourly. Like, it's not the same out here as it is in, in California, for example, right? Yeah. You know, guys are kind of, you get called in for a session. Everybody kind of understands you're just going to kind of come in. Not that there's people that don't charge, but, mm -hmm. you know, so for, for me, it was just always having a revenue stream. We had kids young, so it was kind of we were forced into it, mm -hmm. but it afforded me to, uh, to do music and I wasn't desperate. And I think desperation sometimes mm -hmm. causes you to act out in different ways. So for me, since I wasn't desperate, I could be more strategic and I didn't need to force something and I didn't need to, you know, I could, I could build a long-term relationship and take my time. I didn't have to feel like, well, you know, you said we were going to have this happen in the next six months and it didn't happen so now i'm going to move on to the next person i'm more of like a guy who like in sports will play for the same team the whole career right that's kind of how i am not that i wouldn't play for five different teams but i just that's what i built with that's one it was kind of like as soon as that happened it was like i'm going to really invest in this because i believe in him as a human first and foremost and and then let's kind of go from there and you know so i would i would say if you're young and you know either you kind of do need to live in certain areas if you expect something specific. Mm -hmm. If you're from here, my pathway was always make money, but you need to travel and you have to build relationships. And look, when we were coming up and we we're all probably close in age, but we didn't have social media. No, at all. So, you know, I was sending out CDs and tapes when I first started. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but putting myself on a plane and going to LA and going to expos and, and just being in people's face, God brought me in certain positions mm -hmm. and, and I met certain people and I just maximized that. So, yeah. you know, you can live here and get it done, bro. Like I don't have any intention of moving out of here um, ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anything, get it, you know, you rent an apartment just so, you know, you're not paying 300 bucks a night in a hotel and go to California. Right. You know what I mean? It's just get, you get to a point where it makes more sense to mm -hmm. rent an apartment, but we love it here. And this was just kind of like, we're going to stay here no matter what. And it's like a good place to raise your family, you know? Yeah. And I've always feel like I've always been supported here. Not that everybody loves what you do, but I just feel like, you know, I never felt any hate mm -hmm. unless somebody was doing it behind my back. I'm sure that's happening, but you know, I just always try to move and, and be a diplomat and build strong bridges and, you know, just find ways to, you know, coexist with everybody. There's no reason that we all can't 
be tight. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? We all have something yeah. to offer. Everybody right. Let them hate because you can say, yeah. you know what, yeah. bitches, I got a Grammy. So right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has to eat, man. Right. Like, so. Yeah. Okay. So you said you were going to give us some Grammy tea. You got to give it something about the Grammy. Anything we just a little something. Mm. So 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 it was actually uh, the night before, but we're at Mr. Chow in L.A. and we sit down at our table, and not even five minutes later, we look left and here comes Sir Elton John, and Mm. they sit him down right next to us, and we all look, and then S One's wife Teresa's looking, you know, what are you doing that? And like, oh my God, literally, like, there's Sir Elton John. Like, what are the odds that we were there at that moment out of the millions of people that live there that could have ate there at that time and they just happened to sit in next to us? So, that right then it, it hit home. We were just like, we are here. Yeah. And this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. You know, because we had done brunches and stuff before that, but that really hit home mm-hmm. for us. And then I snuck, of course, I snuck a picture. You were that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 I'm, I'm taking gotta, a picture of my drink the ice cube was branded. Yeah. So as soon as I snapped the picture of my drink, I just pulled my phone. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure he had, he had never had that happen. No, because I, you know it'll probably never happen again. Yeah. You know, I'm like I have one chance to get this picture. You so you know, didn't like? Are you were awkward and be like, "Can we get a selfie?" No, or? nobody actually nobody knew until after we left. Then I sent it. Yeah. So. I have a good friend of mine that whenever we're out, we want to take pictures, not of celebrities, because I don't I don't know any, but um, I'll, I'll be like, okay, pose here, and then I'll like just kind of like slide the camera that way, so it looks like I'm yeah. taking their picture, but mm-hmm. really it's like whatever I want to do. Yeah, you gotta be sly. You yeah. gotta be sly. Yeah. It's worth that. It's worth it. You'll never know. He was actually really nice. He smiled at us. Uh, we all left at the same time, mm-hmm. and you know, he was just really, just seemed like a genuine person, mm-hmm. and obviously he was just trying to eat his dinner, and you know, we're there just feeling cool that we're there yeah, you know what i mean I'm literally just eating next to elton john yeah, right now yeah exactly we thought nothing up we just felt privileged to even have that happen you yeah. know but when you're in la honestly like those things happen yeah that can happen to anybody all right so what's next for you so yeah a lot of stuff you know just um i'm actually you know once the grammy happened and you know there's just so many opportunities that start coming down the pipeline and we're working in film um we're actually doing a movie uh, which that's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very time consuming, but yeah. for me going back many years, I always wanted to work in film. Okay. And I think the, the more time has passed as a, as a producer, I really wanted to just kind of, you know, work in, work with visuals. Yeah. And so, you know, I would see maybe in 10, 20 years that I would hope that that's what I'm doing. If I was setting that as a goal. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of, you know, up and coming artists I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Um, some from the labels, some from indie, you know indie artists, and what's great about that is, especially with the Grammys now, I feel like I've had some sessions, and you know right away they're just picking your brain, like you know, and it, and I feel like I would have gave you the same advice two years, five years ago, mm-hmm. you know, but then the Grammys, and now I feel like people have more open ears to what you have to say, and I get that, but just for the record, like. I, I would have gave the same advice right. a long time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just now like this solidified, you know, for somebody who doesn't know you, it's like, oh, well, you want a grand. Right. So obviously you might know what you're doing in some way. Right. You, got, you, know? you got that. You got that. that, that but I always operate from like just the person that I am anyways. And then anything I learn along the way, I'll just pass along. There's no reason to not share information. Like, yeah. There's no reason to not share what we learn. I think that's so, great. I think that's great yes. to always do that. 
help you pull a couple of them. Yeah. Any other questions before we play our game from you guys? Um, uh, no, just tell Beyonce to drop the video. We so I'm waiting, so. He's like, I'm going to text her. I want the video, too. I want you to listen to the video, too. <laughs> so, I, and I can only assume that the video is coming because she did the teaser, yeah. so it's coming. But I noticed that she did, she hasn't done any visuals for this album. Like, there's not one video that's coming. That's, but I think from what we were told, she's doing them for every song. So there's going to be a, a visual oh, for every song. So it's like the Lemonade yeah. album. We're going to get one before. Oh, shoot. Which that should have won a Grammy, too. It should have. But we ain't going to talk about it. We'll talk about Do you that. feel like you'll, you'll work with Beyonce again? Um, I hope so. But, you know, in the business, it's it's you know it's just hard to say. You know, I, I would my answer would be I hope so. But, you know, we'll see. Hey, he wants to work with you again, Beyonce. Yeah. Because we know she's watching. We do. <laughs> right? Like, come on. Beyonce and Nick Cannon. Yeah. Oh, well, we talk a lot about Nick Cannon on here. Yes. I don't know how many kids he's up to. I haven't heard anything about him in a long he's got time. He's like 10 kids. He has 12. No, he's 12. 11 and 12 are on the way. Yes, 11 and 12 are on the way. Yes. Along, wow. Young boy's got 11 and 12. NBA young boy. Yeah. Crazy young boy, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't heard about him in a while. Ooh. Yeah. He's probably chilling out. He said, you know what I got? This is well he got his tax write off. What is it? Twelve kids to get a tax write off? He probably has no more sperm to give. So we don't hear from. Oh, he's got super sperm. sperm. <laughs> it's like every time he goes, it, it yeah, happens. he goes. It, it does. I feel like he that's... sneezes and somebody gets pregnant. That's true. Yeah. That's There's true. that. Well, you know, we had to bring it up. <laughs> Wouldn't be a mud talk show without bringing up right. that cat and Kanye. Right. Oh yeah, Kanye. We we haven't talked about him in a while. How do you feel about Kanye? I you know what? He's he's my top in my top three favorite Mm -hmm. producers of all time. Really? And you know, from a music standpoint, so I'm a huge fan of his his music Mm -hmm. and his creativity. Huge fan. I'll stand by it till the end of time. Yeah. Because he he's just got that mentality of I'm gonna innovate, I'm gonna be different, I don't care what you did, I'm gonna do what I do, and I just really respect that. Yes. Um, that's why I love Bon Iver and like creators like that. And growing up, DJ Quick was my favorite producer. Mm-hmm. And, but he was just, you know, he was brilliant. But but anyway, yeah. I love Kanye. Okay. Now, aside from all the, you know, all the trouble he's in, you know, I but definitely. You know Sometimes some of the, the most creative souls are ones that just go yeah. through a lot, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, we pray for him, you know, it's not, I mean, that's not a good situation to be in. And clearly he has, you know, he's had some, some issues that we'll never know about. Right. right. But. You know, from his music, from the music standpoint, I mean, he's just a genius. Yeah. Yes. I need college dropout Kanye, though. Yeah. College yes. dropout, yeah. yeah. I, I, I need that yeah. back. Yes. Like, Jesus was great. The gospel album, that was random. But I, I need I need college dropout. Was that the gospel? Mm-hmm. That, that came right out when he found Jesus the first the first thing. I don't know. I just know there was a, a gospel yeah. album. Oh, yeah. The gospel album was good. It was, uh, yeah. what was it? Um I can't think of the name of it now. God is King. God is, God is King. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love that album. Actually, my partner has one produced power. Really? Yeah. Ooh. So that was his, that was what yeah. launched him in the business. Yes. He did power and it was, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, movie trailers, you name it. I mean, it's like, if you can get one of those, you're in, you're in good shape. That's mm-hmm. dope. You know. All right. Well, we always like to play um, a little game with our guests. So yeah. um, this game is called Who Told It Best? So we're going to have you draw a card. <laughs> um, we're going to give you like a minute or two. We're all going to think about it. Okay. And then we're all going to tell our story. You get two minutes to tell your story. So that's it. Like we'll call you off. And okay. then um, we're all going to tell the story that fits the category. And then we're going to vote on whose story was the best. The best part. So, we're all right. making so you're just going to, you're just, yeah, you're just going to pick a card and then hand it to me. And, oh boy. All right. So this okay. is what we're going to do here. Here's the top best scar story, like scar on your body. Oh, so like ooh. how you got a scar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> give me a second to think about it. 
I got um, one. Right. You got one? Yeah, I got one. I got one too. Yeah. Ready to go? We'll let Where you go, go first. So the best scar, well, the best worst scar in my body was I had a lung collapse mm-hmm. in 2007. And they cut me open under my in, in my rib cage and under my underarm while I was awake, by the way. Oh, wow. And put a garden hose sized thing, stuck it in me and drained the fluid out of my uh, out of my lung. Wow. And I still have a scar to this day. And I'm telling you, when I say the worst pain, I mean, that was like kidney stone times 10 pain. It was, it was terrible. So anyways, that's my worst. Best how, did, how did your lung collapse? Just randomly. Just wow. randomly. Yeah. Interesting. How old were you? I was 22. 22. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So that's okay. I'm okay. You're, you're, you're here. You want a Grammy? That's crazy. So my best scar story is, um, if anybody knows me, I do have to eat pretty regularly or I get low blood sugar. Um, but I have to say, I was not drunk when this happened. I was completely sober. I Well, no, it's going to make, because I was at a bar. I mean, the guy was at a bar, but I wasn't yeah. drinking. So a friend of mine said, meet me at a bar. He was having a really bad day. Are we done? Um, you're about to get the teacher treatment. I'm about to say, you're about to get Miss Hayden. Mm-hmm. You're about to get the teacher <laughs> treatment. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'm going to start my story over now because now it's. No. So I was in a bar. A friend of mine was super upset. I was like, I need to talk. Can you come to Can you come to the bar real quick? And I was actually at a local pool hall. And I said, sure. So we sat on the patio. It was one of those weird spring days where it was starting to get warm, but it wasn't quite warm. The sun was hot. So we're sitting out there. I hadn't eaten all day. I had one of those days at work. And we, he's like, all right, let's go back inside. They had, they had the air on. Um, I got I sat down and I was like, yeah, I need to go. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. I stand up, hadn't eaten, and then and I start to walk to the bathroom. Immediately, I passed out, smacked my head on a pool table, um, and I actually have you can actually see it right here. You can see it oh, right yeah. here. Um, I got I hit a screw on the side of this the oh, pool table. Wow. I actually didn't know I was bleeding. I had no idea until my friend. My friend actually was with me, who's a police officer, and he's like, "Don't move! You got blood going in your eye." I was like, "No, oh. I don't. You're lying to me." He actually had to take a picture on his phone because I would not stop moving. I was like, "Let me up! I'm fine." He's like, "I'm going to the hospital." Yeah, I had to get six internal stitches and two external stitches, Ooh. and Ooh, wow. yeah, so that's why I have a scar above my eye. Feel. Oh, wow. Ray, do you have a scar story? Um, I really don't have no scar stories. I mean, I got burnt a couple times. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, from cooking, and, cooking, right? Um, you know, that's it. Oil. Uh, frying that chicken, huh? Yep, frying that chicken, and uh, I got burnt by a lawnmower. Oh, but I want to hear that story. Tell that one. Yes. Okay, so uh, I was uh, I was cutting grass. Um, I went to check the uh, what is that? The spark plug. I went to oh. check the spark plug, and my elbow had hit the. The oh, engine oh, of the, oh, the, the, oh, of the uh, yeah, and it burnt the shit out of me. <sighs> so, I mean, that's. That's on your arm? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. smart. I already yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. That's, why <laughs> that's why I don't hold on. Is, is that the reason? Yeah. That's one of the, one of the many. <laughs> um, so, my scar story is I probably was like nine years old. So, if you have grandparents well if you have grandparents back in the day you know grandparents have car parties right and you'd be up all night long mm-hmm. so we had went to my cousin's house and they went and played cards and print space and all that stuff whatever and we were upstairs and we were like jumping on the bed so i like ran to like do like a super jump well they had a, <laughs> they had <laughs> we're a, all laughing because we've all been there and done yeah, that yeah. yeah so they had like the the metal um bed rail yeah. and my leg cut got cut in the middle bed, bed rail and you could see like my meat and I was oh, like crying. Oh, it was that bad? 
you know, ran downstairs and like my granddad came up and he's just like, well, you should have been jumping on the fucking bed in the first place. And I was <laughs> of course, like, of course. Is that You're what like, you're worried about right now? <laughs> So being, you know, grandparents know how they do. They're like, we're not going to the hospital. We got everything at home. So we went home and my grandmother put peroxide on it. It burned a lot and started bubbling and everything. And then she put like some gauze and stuff on it. And eventually it healed up. But they thought I was gonna have to get stitches. And I was like, I probably should get stitches. You probably should have got stitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, did. Yeah. But oh. it healed up on its own. But I still have to scar my leg to this day. Though. I don't know why I made this a question because I hate gross medical things. I'm yes. sitting here like, oh lord. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, okay. All right. So, so we're gonna vote, and you can't vote for yourself. So that's the only that's the only rule. So I vote for a collapsed lung over here. Although <laughs> I vote for <laughs> the, the pool table story. And we're so. So what do you got? Pool table. Collapse lung. Collapse lung, collapse lung, yeah. what you got? I think I'm gonna go with the lawnmower, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Which means you win. You got we got you got two votes. So with the worst scar. With the worst scar. And a Grammy. Yeah. So I need you, I'll make a plaque. Can you put it next to the Grammy? <laughs> yeah, Bud talk best right story next. ever next right next to the Grammy. Right. It's like his is his was more grueling, mm-hmm. but then his is kind of like so random that it's like spark plug and just you have a scar for the rest of your life from May 17th of 1998. I mean, okay, because they shouldn't have had metal, they shouldn't have metal bed frames by the way. Exactly. Just, no, yeah. they shouldn't. They should and I, I've cut they myself on that, not yeah, like yeah. that. That was a lot. No and way. you, there should be pool tables. You just shouldn't fall. I should just eat yeah. and not. Yeah, yeah. I really, I just should have eaten, and that was yeah. my big. I've, I've got stories like that too. <laughs> not falling into the pool table. Well, yeah, and I wasn't even. I wasn't even drunk. That's the thing. Which, like you were at a bar. And you, you know drunk. what? Maybe it was good you did hit the pool table. Might have been worse if you hit the ground. For yeah, like, yeah, right? I, like, yes, yes. Really I probably really could hurt myself. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't, if I would have like hit it a little this way. There would have been no screw, Ooh. and then I would have been fine. I yeah. think I would have just hit the pool yeah. table, had a bruise, but it was the screw that happened to, yeah. you know, catch me. So, uh-huh. all right. Well, hey, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Hey, we're anytime, gonna, guys. we're gonna, yeah, appreciate you, man. Yeah, Tom, I appreciate you guys. Yes. Anytime. Yes. Yes. Looking, yes. looking in the future for you. Absolutely. And yeah. Tell Beyonce to drop that video. Yeah. And when are we gonna know about this movie thing? When when when's that? Um, when's that gonna get out? Okay. All right. So be looking for a big movie you know, news. So a lot of the details, you know. Yeah. I just want to know when we when he is allowed. Oh yeah. So oh, like yeah. he this said, year. it'll be this year. Yeah. All right. Be this year. We're gonna be looking for it. Yeah. So look for movie news. Yeah, hopefully another Beyonce album. It's be great. Hopefully. Other She's artists. got two more. Yeah. She's got two more, and I know what they sound like actually. Nice. So at least one of them. Nice. Oh, Mud talk exclusive. You got, right you got a lot going on in there. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's quiet. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you, uh, Jamil, for coming through. We got to go ahead and pay some bills. We want to say shout out to Village Academy for always being an amazing sponsor of the Mud Talk Show. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and pay some bills. And when we come back, we got Ask the White Girl coming up. Right. Oh, we got some <laughs> Ask the White Girl. Yes. Well, it's white, it, this, is a, this is the second part of our White Girl Visit segment. Yes, the second so, part of our White and Girl Visit. These are the questions that, yeah, yes. And after that, we have Ms. Tisha Lee from the Juice yeah. 107.3 who's going to come in. She's in the building. So we're going to go ahead and pay some bills, and we'll be right back here Bye. on Mud Talk. Mud Talk.